hello everybody and welcome to the inaugural episode of the garage gym pt podcast sitting with you for the very first time lou follenkamp and david farwick so hey guys yeah welcome first episode we hope you guys are excited we know we are um you know this is something dave and i have been talking about for a while uh before we kind of dive into our our you know why we're so pumped about this and why we're so excited and why we want to do it uh, we just want to give you guys a little bit of background on us and just kind of, I, I guess, give a little credibility to, you know, what we're going to be putting out and hopefully even give you guys a little bit of a, you know, maybe a little bit of backstory as to why we want to do this. Uh, Dave, I'll let you start. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that my origin story is too much different from anyone else's. I think like a lot of us, we do have to hang up our cleats one day and, you know, it's not a if, it's a when. And throughout the process of playing baseball, once again, it's not an if, it's a when, are you going to get injured? So dealing with the nagging injuries of shoulder, elbow, uh, just upper extremity pain from playing outfield and pitching, I obviously ended up having an overuse injury and got exposed to PT. And the writing was on the wall that, you know, you can only take it so far. And yeah, I made the decision to quit playing and eventually do PT as a career field. It was a good way to kind of soothe myself over from competing in baseball to then using that energy in a positive manner to help others. Then the natural progression from there is you do need to fill that void once you're in PT school and strength and conditioning was a easy vessel to do that positively. So I discovered CrossFit and then from there, it kind of just exposed me to a number of different things, whether it be weightlifting, whether it be uh, powerlifting, whether it be aerobic-based conditioning. It just gives you a good variety and a good base to learn from. And I wanted to kind of incorporate that into the way that my treatment philosophies worked. Because at the end of the day, uh, strength works. And the more strength forward that you are as a PT, typically people tend to get better. Absolutely. I know. I remember the very first time when, uh, so, so I, I guess going back even further. So my very first time kind of dabbling into CrossFit, um, I was in high school and there was a gentleman, he was, he was about two years older than me. His name was Pat Burke. Uh, and he was doing, you know, the, the main site workouts. And it used to crack me up at first. I'm like, man, you're not doing anything in terms of progressions. And he was getting fitter. The guy was just getting insanely fast. He was a great track athlete. Um, so I started doing it a little bit, kind of dabbled here and there. Never really got into it like big time. Um, I don't like, like you were saying, I've had my, my fair share of injuries. Uh, played rugby at UD, the University of Dayton. Uh, found myself a few times at a physical therapist. Uh, noticed you know, these little differences and how they would treat me in terms of like how they would approach it. I mean, but it was never the same thing every time. Um, but I also found that there was a lot of lacking in regards to like, I feel like exercise prescription, like how it would like relate back to my sport. Uh, they weren't bad PTs. I just feel like that they weren't like sports physical therapists or sure. had like, they were lacking on like strength and conditioning. Which is uh, non-specific. Non yeah. And so then what ended up happening was like, as I continued to kind of go through that, um, you know, you met you at UD, uh, 
you know, undergrad and then doctorate program at the University of Dayton for physical therapy. Uh, you kind of dragged me <laughs> into my first uh, class over at CrossFit involved. I was like, oh, I remember this stuff. Okay, cool. Um, and so we were, we were, we were good buds in regards to you, you kind of kept me accountable. And, uh, you know, as we've kind of seen, we're still doing it today. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. We're I mean, if we knew now, if we knew what we knew now back then, holy crap. Um, yeah. Hindsight's you know, definitely I mean, 2020 here. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, suffered a pec tear, just stupid training, uh, Ended up bringing myself back. I mean, I'm, I'm stronger than ever. I've been having so much fun with it. Um, but the big thing is kind of how I've been using my strength conditioning experience, my strength conditioning knowledge, and how I've been applying it not just to like myself, but also to my patients. And uh, I feel like that's just been huge in terms of game change uh, with like just success. Uh, so, you know, kind of kind of going off of our backgrounds here. Uh, that also kind of leads into why Dave and I want to do this. Uh, we want to bring not just our passion for the field of physical therapy, uh, but also to kind of, I don't want to say expose. Expose isn't really the right word. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling like we need to do more of like an outreach in terms of like education and background into strength and conditioning and how it can apply to physical therapy and like kind of give you guys more information on different aspects because it's not like it's just strength conditioning. There it is. Uh, there's so many different forms of fitness and forms of training that people just don't know about or have no idea how to apply. And so that's what, you know, you and I kind of want to dive into a little bit more. Yeah, um, piggyback off of that, too. It's just once you get exposed to it, there are certain like principles that you can't violate. So uh, like you're saying, exposure isn't technically the correct term, but it's how can you apply these principles to have a more successful rehab? Uh, and just dive into why things work, why they don't, why they're successful, uh, and put some science and good philosophy behind it rather than just throwing it at a board and see what sticks. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I've seen a lot of different, I guess, I, patients who day one, they're they're thinking we're just going to be doing like, these little basic things, but if they're a high level athlete and they're already beyond that point, I mean, sometimes I'll get weights out day one. Uh, and sometimes I'll even just put them in a place of let's just see how you move with intensity. How do you move with speed? Uh, and they're kind of like, Oh, like you do this as a physical therapist. It's like, well, yeah. Like if, if I didn't see how you move, how on earth am I ever going to apply this to your sport or like to your training? So it's kind of different. And it's also kind of like, I don't want to say like validating, but it is, I mean, it feels good when they're like, you've never done this. Like I've never had this done before. It's like, this is great. And then you get excited and you see the light in their eyes and <laughs> you get to torture them later. And they're like, you asked for this. Remember that. Yeah. Or to that, uh, sentiment too. Why aren't you trying to find the highest level of their floor? Right. So if they're ceiling mm -hmm. super high or the demands of even life, uh, can be high depending on, um, what they want to get back to why wouldn't you start their floor as high as possible on day one and just mm -hmm. expose them to some different pieces and start it there um this is obviously a side tangent but if you do that it makes their rehab quicker more effective has higher buy-in and if you can do something that is quote unquote hard but effective on day one uh it does turn things around quite a bit quicker Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the dosages, the exercise selection, 
the, the principles of performing sets, reps, et cetera, really do matter in terms of getting better quicker. Agreed. And this is all outside of even what we traditionally think is like PT being hands-on, uh, which I think that we both share an inherent bias that, you know, we don't get people better. People get people better. You know, we can help guide and downregulate pain, but ultimately these principles are the thing that get you better in the end. And you mm-hmm. can't violate these uh, laws. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can make a human being more resilient and they want to go out there and they, they, they want to train at a high intensity and they're not resilient to those stressors, I mean, they just come right back. And I feel like I've seen so many people who, and I, and I, I don't, I'm not going to write anybody out, but like when you go to a PT who has no idea what is required of your, like, you know, your sport or like your training, like what is required training capacity wise, and you're doing clamshells and you got someone who can squat over 500 pounds, clamshells ain't going to do it. Like you've got to address that in a much more aggressive way. And I think, you know, there is a time and a place for a clamshell. But at the end of the day, if, if there's that threshold for change, that if you're not matching it, you're not doing anything for that patient. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of physical therapists lack. They don't have that, that, that background, that knowledge. Um, I mean, we, we do get some exercise prescription in school, but not to the depth that we would really need. And that's why I like having, uh, you know, strength conditioning coaches on, you know, that I can contact. If I got people I need to send them to, and I know that they're going to get pushed, um, but also work with me on that too. I love it. It's a great team. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, an athlete should treat an athlete. And if you have no idea as to the general demands of the sport, the um, competition, in, in my opinion, don't really belong with that person. Mm-hmm. So if you, you don't practice what you preach, if you're not putting yourself under the stressors, you don't know how they can affect change. And I, I think that this is where we want to help open up the conversation and figure out how we can be better. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the, the therapeutic exercise stuff is definitely lacking in school and it becomes much more of a, a personal hobby uh, that you can make your own. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I said people, uh, people don't wind up in this space by accident. Yeah. It's, it's more of like you have the desire you want to be in that realm. You, you want to be treating those patients. Uh, and so, I mean, knowledge is power. And the more you know about this, I mean, and I've even told patients before, like, if I don't think I'm a good fit for you and I don't have a good idea of what's required for your sport, I'm going to find someone that's kind of like me, but has a much more in-depth knowledge of that sport. So like I've had um, a few different patients that I've sent off to other, other PTs, but have more of a strength conditioning background. I'm not just sending them like to anyone in that area. Uh, I definitely think that, you know, what, what you and I are going to do here is going to be good because we can almost have it as like an educational platform and provide information to different PTs. But also, I mean, if you're listening in and you, and you pick stuff up from this, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, we, we want to encourage everybody. An active lifestyle is is better than than none. And so when people are intimidated and they don't know how to kind of get started, there, there's always an entry. You guys just got to find it. You just got to ask the question. Uh, 
So if anyone ever wants to reach out to the Garage Gym PT podcast, they have questions, please, please, please reach out. We'll try to get back to you as soon as possible. Um, I think the other thing that that we're going to try to do is we're going to try to bring in some, you know, some different people in the field of strength and conditioning, but then also in the physical therapy setting um, who do treat athletes and who do work with athletes, either going like, you know, in just terms of like progressions in the strength and conditioning field um, or also physical therapists who take people from injury back to sport. Um, I think you got to have that, that tandem because at the end of the day, it's a team, not just one individual that will help it, help the athlete. Yeah, it, it does get kind of messy, um, <clears throat> especially as you're starting to get out of that rehab phase and back towards a uh, player participation and the communication and the understanding and the education that you give that patient is got to be second to none. Um, otherwise, once again, they're going to, and back up on your table, uh, it can be a reputation, uh, not ruiner, but it can set you back. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, I guess we, uh, we should kind of like get into what does this podcast mean for us, like personally? So, like, what's our mission statement? What's our why? Uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you. So in terms of why I've always wanted to do this, um, I mean, I started a, another podcast called The Lab with, uh, with Alex Trotter and Brandon Weirig. And uh, that initially started as kind of like an educational platform for the strength and conditioning field. I wanted to bring to light a lot of different other athletes uh, and coaches that, you know, you kind of see the success stories behind the coaching and the athletes, we never really see the behind the scenes. Well, what I wanted to do with the Garage Gym PT podcast and why this means so much to me is that the PTs, the athletic trainers, the strength conditioning coaches, the people that take the people from injury and then back to sport. Like I've been in those shoes. So like in regards to people who don't necessarily have a great background in strength and conditioning, I want to help you because I've been that patient who looks at the PT cross-eyed like why am I still doing the same exercise that the person next to me is doing and they don't know how to progress me they don't know how to like make me basically more resilient to what I need to be able to do for my sport um I remember I I pulled my groin in a rugby match and it did not feel good my knee felt absolutely horrible um and so when I went to a PT the first time the guy had me doing everything that the total knee replacement guy was doing. I'm like, this ain't it. I'm, I'm not doing this. So I left, um, talked to one of my, my friends and he had gone to another PT. So I went there and he did some dry needling on me, which that spurred me into getting into, you know, doing and teaching dry needling. Um, but then he had me doing things with, with sleds. He had me doing things with weights. He had me basically training like an athlete and working like an athlete, but he was monitoring my progress and monitoring my loads. So that as I wanted to get back to playing, and I did that same season, uh, he allowed me to do that. And then much faster, like within like two weeks, I was feeling fantastic and I was back to playing. Uh, and so that's what I want to be able to give back uh, to the community in that way. I want to be able to do that for other people. And if you don't have that background and, you, and you're not a strength conditioning coach, that's fine. But it doesn't mean you can't implement these principles. That's what I want to give people, that knowledge. Yeah. And uh so once again, well said, and piggyback off of it, yeah, pain, pain's confusing. 
and for myself, like, you know, fitness is a staple in my life and when it's removed and when you're injured, it really does mess with your, your mental health. Uh, and going through the process of rehabbing injury has ups and downs, but if you can like remove some of the uh, emotion and try to draw logic back into what's going on, uh, I, I think it makes for a much quicker process. And this is definitely a situation where information can be helpful. Using these principles can be helpful. So for me, at, at the heart of it, I just want to help people keep doing what they love to do because it just, it, it keeps you in a much better space. Uh, I said, obviously I, I practice what I preach and I believe it. And when that stuff's removed, it, it's, it's devastating. And if we can kind of coach people through these things, help them avoid injury, give away for free, uh, then great. But exposing people to these pieces is definitely a, a must for me on the podcast. And I'm more than like happy to be a part of it. Yeah. We're, we're going to have some fun with this. That's for sure. Uh, So everyone, you know, we wanted to say first and foremost, thank you for following the Instagram page. Uh, What we're going to be doing is Dave and I will be posting when episodes come out uh, on our Instagram, our personal Instagram pages on our, Instagram page, the Garage Gym PT podcast. Uh, but then we're also going to be putting up uh, the episodes on YouTube. Uh, we might even eventually, you know, as things kind of develop, we might even start putting up some different things on on the YouTube channel in regards to, like, you know, modifications for training. If you do have an injury, like different things that you can use for variation, one just to kind of keep you in the gym, um, but then also to kind of progress as you kind of monitor those symptoms. Uh, so we hope you guys are, you know, excited as much as we are. Um, we are very, very, very pumped to get into this. Um, so thank you guys for listening into the first episode and then we'll see you guys next time.